Bravo und Hit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Socially Profiled. I am your host, Adam Saleh, alongside with my co-host, Slim Al-Bahr. What's popping? Yo, what's up? We out here in the gym. Not the studio this time. We in the gym right now. In the gym, yeah. <laughs> Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, bro. <laughs> Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, man. It's very, very special. I'm not guys. sure you guys were doing that. <laughs> you were doing something on the mat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that? Was it close? Was it, were we good? You were amazing. Now yeah, we're, we're no, doing both instinctively know how to get on top. I mean, you know what? The- Yemeni jujitsu. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Yemeni jujitsu. Before I even introduce uh, our special special guest, we have. I want to explain the story how we met to you, Slim, and to everyone is viewing. So, I was calling. I was going to the boxing gym. I was going to the boxing gym, and I was I was calling. I was calling a bunch of rides like Uber, Lyft, and no one wanted to take me. No one wanted to take me to the boxing gym because why? Because it's in Brooklyn, and I'm I live in Long yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah, so a yeah. lot of people they just. Some guy made me wait 11 minutes, and then once he got there, he was like, oh, I didn't know it was that side of Brooklyn, and he just like, <laughs> what? Just, yeah, I, I swear, I swear. Yo! And then out of nowhere. Not a resounding endorsement yeah. for that part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, uh, uh, mashallah, seriously, uh, an angel, angel in, dis- in disguise, Jeff, came through, and I, I was very worried. I was like, man, what if he doesn't accept me, man? Like, oh, I, so I just voice traded, and I just closed. I was like, it's in Brooklyn. Is that Okay. Then he was like, yeah, that's that's okay. Why? What's wrong with that? And then I was like, um, a, lot, a lot of people, they didn't take me. Some other guy didn't take me because it was far away. Another guy didn't take me because I had an open container of an iced coffee or something. Yeah. yeah um, um, and then he came and I was like, finally, man, alhamdulillah, I went in. We started speaking to each other. You, you mentioned that you were a professional fighter. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned. I was talking, something about jujitsu came up. Oh yeah, something about jujitsu. Oh no, no, there was something in the car where it showed Genesis, Genesis oh, jujitsu. Yes, oh. a poster, and I was looking at it, and I was like, I've always wanted to do a video of like karate or jujitsu with the kids, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I started talking. You kept calling it karate. It's Brazilian jujitsu, Adam. It's a whole yeah, but, but for the kids, you know, you say yeah, karate, yeah, yeah. You know and we have karate too, though. Yeah, oh, karate nice. too. Yeah. Yeah. For the kids, karate, but for the big boys, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Jiu-jitsu, yeah, I mean, I mean, Brazilian jujitsu. <laughs> so I'm uh, I still hurt I, a I, bit. yeah. <laughs> that's not jujitsu. That's something else. That's like keto. <laughs> something else, Japanese, something else. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I seen that and then we just started speaking with each other. And then I told him where I'm from. I, I said I'm from Yemen. And then he, he said he's, you he said you've been to Yemen before. Or like, yeah, I was in, you know, Sa'a, the, in the capital. Wow. Sana'a? Sana'a, yeah. How long you were there for? Not, not long at all, just like a couple of weeks. But, you know, I knew a lot about it. And, wow. you know, I'd always wanted to be there. Wow. You know, that, that's why I live. I live Sana'a. He lives in uh, Tez. I've been to Sana'a for only three days, but I loved it there, man. It was nice. A city. Nice city. Yeah, so so I, I was just really I was like wow no way and then and then you told me you were Muslim I was like no and you know obviously you know people who are Muslim it doesn't matter where they're from but still like to me I I, I was even that was the last thing I was expecting it and then when he told me your whole story how you became Muslim it was just it, it's like it happened at the right time because I was going through a lot of hate right. of people who were ex-Muslims in our last episode in our podcast we had a, we had an ex-Muslim who who someone who's this Turkish guy who he went on our a podcast he was ripping the Quran. He was um uh, he was just disrespecting, saying, "Oh, Muslims they kill people." This and that. so when I seen you, and I was like, "Wow, this is all love." This guy was childish, you know. We brought him on the podcast for him to try to share his opinion, see, share his idea. He yeah. c- comes on ripping the Quran yeah. like, like it's like there's different ways to share your opinion, you know. Course. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, this is our special guest, uh, Jeff. Jeff, hey, welcome, Jeff. <laughs> What's welcome. Going I'm on? sorry, I'm such a bad speaker. It's, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you met him. You met him. You basically met him in an Uber. Is that is that yes. what you're saying? Yes, yeah, we met in Uber and we just started talking. And I it was like, wow, this guy's so real and genuine, and honest, and 
you know, the stuff you're going through, you, you know, people hide themselves well, and you yeah, weren't yeah. doing that, you know, you were just like straight up about it. And yeah. It was a serious thing, you know, and, yeah, and, I, and taking he, it really well. And he helped me so much about it, like a, a lot about it. Like, how should I go about it this way? How should I go about it that way? And and the main thing that, that stood out with me it was go to the masjid, you know, somebody go to the masjid, speak to, you know, the sheikhs over there. And then I was realizing like, wow, like I was, I, I, I would have never, I always, I feel guilty putting, you know, putting God sometimes last, you know? Why didn't I always put him first? Why didn't I put him first? So sometimes I always feel just, I always feel guilty. You know, yeah. even though I was born Muslim and everything, I feel... No, but I'm, I didn't really only mean like that. What I was saying is like, yeah. you know, remember we're talking, you can go out to a bar or whatever. Let's just say you go to a bar and you get yeah. like, you know, people are in their 20s or whatever, and they're doing their thing and they're drinking and maybe they're drunk and so on. Yeah. And now let's say, now let's say yeah. you go to the masjid. Right? Yeah. It's night and day. It's like now you're home. You yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah. When do you go to a bar and feel at home? You know, you're the master. And that's what I was just thinking for. It's like, you know, you go home, you talk to the people who you know you can trust. You know, yeah. you can talk yeah. to people in the bar and maybe there's hot girls and everything, and God bless you do it, you know. But it's not the same thing. You know, you yeah. can't take that, you know, you're not gonna take the anyone's their their advice to heart because who the hell knows what they're drinking and so true. who knows where they're really at, you know. And you know, you know in the mosque people have your you know they're thinking about your heart, you know, they know mm -hmm. what's right, and people are always so genuine there, you know, and, and there's yeah. such a brotherhood, kind of like in jujitsu, you know, there's something about having a fellow Muslim in the car, also that you know, I just could see you in my mosque and I would know you would be another brother, then that's how I think of it, you know. Oh, wow, it's, uh, Wait, about the culture as well as the religion, yeah. yeah. How'd you come, come across Islam? <clears throat> I it's a sort of a long story, but the abbreviated version is I was a reporter for New York Times for 30 years. Oh, you know, wow. I, I still do it. And it, it's really fun. You know, you meet people. I started in college at the school paper. And then I got an interview by the grace of God. And I went to the interview and I had this, I had no money. And I had this, this ugly suit, like Salvation Army style. Because that was where yeah. I was from. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they call it, you know, Salvation Army chic, I guess yeah. would be the fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed up. The interview, I'm scared to death. I'm 17, right? Wow. And I was like sweating like a pig flop sweat, you know? Yeah. And then in walks in the guy interviewing me, the editor, he's wearing the same suit. Wow. So I was like, wait, wait, <laughs> this could be okay. You know, <laughs> I felt so relaxed. I got that job. And so then from there, I just kept going. But in the end, I wound up covering crime and education, municipal disputes, disputes between um, environmentalists and people that wanted to build things and so on. But I wanted to cover the Middle East. You know, oh, that's wow. what the real news is, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you need Arabic and you need Hebrew, you need different languages to really understand. So, so you were like a journalist for right for NATO. Wow, it's amazing to be a, a, a Middle Eastern correspondent. Wow, okay. Right? So when I and I hate using this word, but I went to Harvard and I didn't care about the name or anything like that. No, that's to us. That's Harvard. Harvard oh my is God, like, me, it's really not like to me. It was about Harvard. it was about a man. There was a guy there named Nadav Safran who was born in Egypt but raised in Israel. And he spoke both languages. He understood the cultures. He wrote books on both. And he understood, you know, both sides of the conflict. And I yeah. wanted to work with him. I didn't care where he was. I would have gone anywhere. Wow. Wow. And so that was, like, the greatest honor to have. You know, he was a nice man. He took the time to work with me, you know. And I was nowhere near, you know, his intellectual level. But he took the time and he taught me so much. But anyway, I had to take, as part of the program, do the PhD there, Yeah, I had to take classes in Arabic. And that's when I started to here like uh not so much in spoken egyptian arabic which was a separate class but 
in the Fusa, in the classical Arabic. Oh, yeah. Even in like what they call MSA, modern standard Arabic, there was such a resounding sort of a musicality, but not just musicality, something a bit more. And it made me cry. And I, I had no idea that was even a thing. Wow. You know, I mean, I see people in mosques now. Yeah. You know, like we're saying that just authentic and genuine. Yeah. You see people cry. It's, and I it sounds that. beautiful. It's very beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's like the most beautiful sound yeah. I ever heard. Wow. Not when I was reading it, you know, it sounded like I was mutilating it. Yeah. But I, it, because I was so bad at it, it made me appreciate its beauty and greatness and grace. And and now, whenever I go to the mosque, I sort of try to hide it, but, you know, I do cry. Every time wow. I hear it, it's beautiful. Wow. It's amazing. You know? That's very inspiring and touching, especially coming from someone who, like, who wasn't, like, born Muslim. And I was born I, I mean, Jewish. You are born Jewish? I was born Jewish. Yeah. I was born Jewish. And, uh, you know, I lived abroad a lot. That's what I came up in Spain, oh. a very Catholic country where if you're growing up in Spain, you're, you know, you're going to be from, you're going to be Spanish and Catholic in one pot and in one package. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, you know, that was in the past. And when I came here and started working at the paper and finally wound up um, looking to study to become a Middle East correspondent and I hit the languages. When I came to Arabic, there was just something so beautiful about it. And that was really, you know, the, the step that I took and I couldn't stop. There were guys there, um, like professors, assistant professors that were doing research on the Quran, mm -hmm. on certain patterns and sounds wow. and rhythms. And I just found it fascinating and I fell in love and I couldn't stop. What you made know? you want to choose like Arabic? Cause I know like in these big colleges, they have these different languages. They have like Japanese, Chinese, you know, Moscow was like the ordinary Spanish and French, you know, it's like Japanese, <laughs> yeah. Chinese. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So hello. So, and, and, you took all of them, Arabic, Chinese, Japanese. Well, for my, as part of my program, I was in something called NELT, New Egyptian Languages and Civilizations, and also in the government department. So yeah. you, you had to take the Arabic. You know, I wish mm -hmm. I could say it was a conscious yeah. decision, yeah. but in that part of the world, you know, that's what people speak. Oh, okay. So oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you had to take I felt I had to learn Arabic. 100%. Yeah. But I, you know, I really felt that it was important to speak Arabic. I was mm -hmm. hoping to learn, you know, Egyptian Arabic, everyone understands. It's from yeah. the movies, right? Everyone yeah. understands Egyptian. Yeah. Not like Moroccan, who's going to really understand Moroccan? Yeah, Moroccan Arabic. has some it's French and tough. Spanish in it. Yeah, yeah, it's just tough to understand. You can have three vowels. I'm sorry, three consonants come together. Moroccan, like, and don't forget, sh is one. Like, yeah, shrink. yes, yes. So s h l k, like, you're like, yeah, like, yeah. there's no vowel. How do you do yeah. it? Like, yeah. how do you do it? So, you know? so, so mashallah. So, so that that bitkalam that bitkalam Arabic. I love bitkalam Arabic. La, bitkalam Arabic. Bitkalam Arabic. Who? I'm not sure. Who? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, so so you became more interested after um, um you became more interested after you, they were given the quran well, after, the like i was trying to learn the egyptian arabic just to be able to communicate the cover stories yeah you know which i did yeah but i really found that like that was cool to meet people and everything it was a good social thing but the sound of the quran was something that was totally different yeah. and, and that's what i fell in love with yeah you know i mean of course you know it's cool to speak and everything like that but yeah it's not the same arab it's not the same feeling so it's like the the rhythm the rhyme the, the yeah. musicality yeah. there's so much to it that you know what could be more beautiful god's yeah. words you know yeah. god's words yeah. Yeah. it's like you know that's what they say like if like you can't if, if, if you don't think the quran is a real book like then try to produce a chapter like it like it's impossible you know? <laughs> right exactly there's no way there's no, no way, way. I mean, yeah. That, that's such a good point. I, yeah. I've said that to many people. Like, if you don't believe in any sort of anything divine, well, you know, listen, just you don't even understand the Arabic. And look, many people, like most kids today from Pakistan or wherever, they, you know, they want to be a Hafiz. 
right? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to understand it. You're not an alim. You're yeah. going to memorize it. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's great because you're going to feel the rhythm. You don't even need to know the meaning. Now yeah. imagine you know the meaning and you feel the rhythm. Wow, yeah. You know, you're on your way to something that, you know, can take you to heights that I can't imagine. I'm not there. But I've seen people, you know, I've, I've never felt like I was by any means a great Muslim at all. You know, I'm working on it. You know, I, but not, I've been around greatness. I've been around. Still, no, no, still. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. There's people out there who would. Everyone is trying to repent to to, to Allah themselves. You know, who are we to judge? You know, yeah. who are we to judge? We're all, we all we're, we all yeah. we're all. End of the day, you know, every son of Adam is a sinner. You know, and all all of us. No, nobody's perfect. No, no matter what. So like, as long as you have that intention, and end of the day, just try to be a better person by the day. You know, I didn't even know Adam had kids. You know. I don't have kids. <laughs> don't have... He, he had like four kids. I don't have kids. He had like four kids. <laughs> Those are my nieces. And nephews. <laughs> you said, you're you know, Adam, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought... I'm just oh, that's a delayed reaction. <laughs> I, I, I just got it right now, <laughs> too. <laughs> He's almost got hit hard in that fight. <laughs> nah, I said he almost broke my farm. I, I don't know what, what was that movie did to my farm. Exactly. <laughs> Let me show you. I'll do it again. <laughs> just give, give me the other one. Yeah. You, um... You don't actually like show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you t essentially you're taking like it's like a choke. You choke somebody. You want to take the slack out. You know, so for here, it's out. like just relax. Not gonna. If you do it like this, you're not gonna feel anything, right? Yeah. So this way takes the slack out. You want to take it out, and this way so you're going, <laughs> before you start the technique, so you're going here. Which sucks already, right? Yeah. And then here, they are resting you, and now if you're down just like an inch, oh you get my, that sound. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, that's that's amazing. Honestly, that's for, always you know, good for parties. Yeah. <laughs> yo, his um, grip was mad strong too. Like your grip is like that's some that's of years course. of experience. Yeah, of course, that's years of, of experience. Like how long you been doing this whole like jujitsu thing for? Oh, I started training in martial arts generally when I was like a little little kid. So let's, I would say almost oh damn fifty years. Yeah. Oh, Yo, well, it doesn't even sound good. That sounds like this guy's got a foot in the grave. So, <laughs> but, you know, the truth is, you meet yeah. really cool people, and it's like it's like a brotherhood in jujitsu, especially these days, because I was hurt yeah. really bad, and I started training. And you know, you meet the coolest people, and you go through such hard times together. Yeah, kind of like the stuff we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. would fit in perfectly. I, I was saying the same thing. I mean, you even, would really fit in, even with like Muslims. I remember you telling me, um, uh, one time you were at the hospital, they all visited, they all visited yeah. you. You know, they all come to you. They all show a lot yeah, of love. They came, yeah. put their hands on my head. And yeah, prayers. It was like it made me cry. It was it was so beautiful. Wasn't wow. who else would really do that? Like, yeah. I mean, not to knock any other community, but yeah. just think of any community, religious or otherwise. Yeah, I mean, or just guys in a lodge. I mean, how many would really go to the hospital and mass? Some, some, and some stay. With, yeah. There, of course, there's people that would, but I mean, generally speaking, the whole the whole mass came. I mean, yeah. the whole masjid was there. Yeah, I mean, wow. It was. It, it made me cry, and what, it helped me get better. Which masjid do you usually go to? Because Sometimes it's so Masjid hard. Masjid Hamza. Masjid Hamza. Oh, yeah. Valley Stream. Valley Stream. Okay, well, I, I think I go to another one. I go to another one near, Belmore. like Belmore, up in Belmore. Oh, that's a beautiful mosque. Yeah, yeah I've been Belmore. there too. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. So, so I was gonna say, so when you were interested in being Muslim, so where'd you take it? Like your shahada? Like how? What was At your that journey? Same place, Masjid oh, Hamza. No wow. way, Masjid Hamza. Yeah. Masjid yeah, Hamza. I went there, and it was just time. I had been stopping by, and. You know, I, I really knew the Arabic. I was able to read it, and I had that feeling. And it, I really wasn't even there that. I wasn't even there for that. I was just there, yeah. and I was reading. I would go there just to read the Quran and yeah. the commentaries and Chari and so on. And there was a guy there from Saudi Arabia yeah. who I've never seen again. And wow. I said, you know, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. And, and he did it, you know, and it was no one around. It wasn't like 
it's not like you need to have a you know a priest or something of like course. you know it, it was just in a sense of personal thing yeah. on the other hand it felt like everything wow mashallah that's it, it was really beautiful experience that's uh, amazing I'll never forget it ever amazing uh, amazing amazing when you're repeating the words yeah it's just it's like something goes into well, your heart how long ago did you take the shahada it's like five six years ago wow like not long really, yeah you know, not long wow that's that's crazy and i'm always so impressed by the knowledge of the people there it's amazing you know it's just amazing and yeah. the kids that are memorizing Quran, it's like it's amazing how much they know yeah uh, it's yeah it's crazy because i looked up a word this is so random off topic i, look, I was looking up what's the scariest because i seen something on twitter you know so it's not going to be on social media it was like scariest word in the world i looked it up on google if you type in what's the scariest word allah akbar it comes up like Google tells you, yeah, Allah Akbar yeah, is the scariest word. Is the scariest word ever. Yeah. I mean, it's because it's because the media, though. Like you know, like um, honestly, like every time people hear that word, it's usually followed by you know, like you know, ISIS or like like you know, like just so people know that means God is great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Of course, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gotta we gotta make that word like we gotta cleanse it in the media. Like a lot of people gotta understand. No, but Allah people, Akbar means yeah, God people is the greatest. People are genuinely scared. Like yeah. people are genuinely scared of that word. Like they get yeah. really really scared, but. Yeah, it means God I mean, is the greatest. Wouldn't it be interesting if people just said it in English? I mean, imagine that. <laughs> imagine someone says God is great and people got mad at it. It's just because it's said in Arabic. Wow, wow. Yeah, so true. I mean, would, would yeah. people really get mad? And then would they, like the guy you were talking about, who, what did he do? He ripped up the Quran? The guy ripped up the Quran. Yeah. Apus. His name is Apus. Apus. Right, well, <laughs> yeah. achieve. If you don't like it, all right, you know, don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what's the point of taking that next step? It's, it's, what did he say? What did he, he said, he, he said, it, to protest it's the protest it's because a, but he wants to anger the community that's what it was he wants attention like all right then what? oh the then attention then, he's getting right now is from angry muslims he's not getting no attention from but like then what like what, what, yeah. what is he hoping it doesn't to solve say, anything it doesn't solve anything a yeah chain reaction of influence right yeah all right so now he's got people angry and so now they're gonna do what they hate him and hate him they're gonna text each other maybe they'll curse a bit then what I mean, it leads to nothing, really. Yeah. There's nothing That's there so except true. aggravation for him and everyone else. Like, and yeah. then even and our, reacting to yeah. it is equally stupid. Yeah, you know? yeah. so true, so true. That's why, like, yeah, and no, then, you know what we did? We brought in, um, uh, we brought our our friend. He's a he's a Muslim scholar, Muhammad Hajab. Oh, Muhammad yeah, Hajab. yeah, yeah. That I was talking about, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he he's came awesome. in. He had the clarity of thought. Yeah, really. Yeah. He, he came in and he just because that guy, the ex-Muslim, he wanted to come on our podcast because he knows our platform is a lot of young like muslims a lot of young muslims so he was trying to come into our podcast to give them doubts about islam like and he knew that we're not gonna speak you see me man like i have a podcast but i don't speak i mean that's me it's like we, have, we like, have a we it's not about speaking but like having having actual like general knowledge of the, of the religion and stuff like you know like we, we rather have someone more experienced in the field of knowledge like muhammad hijab he's right. you know he, he's he, so he came in so in, in the middle of the podcast guy, did he know what, it, what did he understand was did he, what was his background did he have some knowledge who, of it? who um like, uh Mohammed Hajjad, no. oh, the, the crazy guy, um, yeah. uh, Apus. Yeah, he, he used to be Muslim. It's quite a name. What's his name? Apus. Apus. Yeah. All right, no comment. So anyway, he's Turkish. All right. And he used to be Muslim, and now he's not Muslim because this is the main reason why. Because, um, uh, Muslims say to kill Islam. It says to kill someone, whoever no, they kill becomes they a murtad. Whoever becomes some not Muslim no more, they deserve to be killed. And apostate. And, and obviously, we don't condone that. We don't condone that. But no, we're but just, you know they're what? saying in Sharia law. Yeah, that you is, know what? The Bible says that if your neighbor is working on a Sunday, you should kill him. Yeah, wow. All right, so there are things that can be taken out of context and that, you know, maybe exactly, very yeah. symbolic or metaphors, or they could be analogies. And it's so easy to cherry pick something and say, 
that's what it's all about. That's yeah. that's what he does. I feel like he's just a that's kid, what a lot right? of people do about yeah. Islam. You know, in Islam, a lot of Islam they just cherry pick certain things and try to like, yeah. and they take it out of context without yeah. even trying to learn, like about the. That, that's what I was telling him. He had a, I felt like he had a misunderstanding of Islam, and now he's just like, I don't know. He gave him a nice opportunity. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope hopefully he's watching this, man. I've watched it. It'll be truly amazing if he can watch this and have some sense not yeah. get knocked I mean, in his I, head. I, I, People have the right to not believe, but to not believe and take the next step to say, you know, look, I have my book. You have your book. Let's yeah. say a different religion. You have your book. The problem is when someone says my book is better than your book. Right? Well, yeah. he has no book. All right. That's okay. You don't need a book. But what's your problem with my book? Yeah. You know, I mean. It's so true. So not, one thing I find weird about these kind of guys is that the reason that they're ex-Muslims and they label themselves as ex-Muslims is because their whole bread and butter is being an ex-Muslim, you right. know, like right. all their supporters is people who are Islamophobes who hate, who hate Muslims, and who, right. who hate Muslims. Right. So like that's all of his followers. Like ideology yeah, itself. so that, that's how he makes it. That's that's what makes it. That's what puts food on, on his table, basically. Yeah. And yeah. you see that being ex-Muslim, you see people that just say whatever the right wing, let's say hates the left wing, and that can or vice versa, whatever that can be their whole ideology. But what do you stand for? You're anti-Muslim. Okay, so you're a pro what? Yeah, pro nothinger. <laughs> you're a nothingist. <laughs> you know, existentialist. I mean, let these things lead. If you really follow through, like to the natural conclusion, these what you might call I don't know theologies of hatred or whatever, they lead nowhere. They're nowhere good. Yeah. They lead you to antidepressants and Xanax. You know? So true. So, vodka in your head. Yeah. Do, do the people that come in here like to do just do they know you're you're Muslim or or do they not know that you're Muslim? I think they don't. It doesn't come up. They don't. You know, if someone comes in and the Muslim. They're probably no more from that mosque that you went to. Okay, uh, I can't believe the name of it. I forgot the name of it either. Yeah, it's best in Belmore. It's a nice, it's yeah, a nice it's message. It's a beautiful place. Beautiful it really place, is. Yeah. Wow. Um, but when they come, we talk about it. You know, nice. I don't have to bring up any sort of religion. Yeah, of course. You know, course, yeah. or politics. Of course, you know, I do. Sometimes, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, not but, yeah. even me. I don't get involved with politics. Like my last name is the same last name as the president that they killed in that they killed in Yemen, Ali Abdullah Saleh. Oh, Saleh right? But my last name, my last name is Saleh, but like I, I don't got nothing to do with it. My last name is Leibowitz. Leibowitz? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, who is it? It's like the name of a filter fish. Doesn't bode well for me with anybody. You know, the Jews don't like me, and the, Christ, the Christians want to kill me, you know. And, and so, look, <laughs> they don't get me for one thing, it'll be the other. So, we my should make the most of the interview. <laughs> my last name means uh, ocean in Arabic. Al-Bah. Really? Yeah. Bah. Yeah, Frank Ocean, yeah. Slim yeah. Ocean, Slim Ocean, man. <laughs> Album dropping soon. Plug in. So, 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 what do you do like mainly throughout the days? Just, I, I know, mashallah, you're 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 very smart and you're very, um, even though you you just converted, you're very like what I like about the people that convert, they're they're into it more than the people who are born Muslim. That's that's what I feel like, you know. So even in the car where we had our private talk, you you brought me without you even knowing, you brought me closer to, to Allah. Seriously, that night. I went back and I was I felt like a different person. I, I started trying to pray as as more as I can. You know, sometimes I'll pray in the morning and at night, but then in the in the between the day I'll miss it. So I started not missing it because you just you, you impacted me in a really positive way. I I know you probably don't know that, but and it's, it sounds weird too. But you definitely impacted me in a really it's positive funny way. I was thinking the opposite. Seriously, I, I was thinking, yeah. you know, how refreshing that was the feeling. Like oh, how refreshing it was like going back. That, fe- that feeling of going to the mosque and feeling at home. Yeah, that's, so I like, felt the same way. In walked the brother, but like, really, like, in, in walked the brother, now my car is suddenly a home. You know, it's not just a yeah. Uber vehicle. You know, it, it suddenly felt like 
we could say anything to each other. And you were so nice for taking yeah. me too, because everyone didn't want to take me. And and whenever I go to meet him, I was meet him. Your neighborhood every day. has a bad reputation, I guess. Huh? <laughs> Your neighborhood must have a really bad reputation. No, I, I thought it was very nice actually. I didn't, really? I don't know no, why people some, some, a lot. Most of the people don't want to go to Brooklyn or they want to go to the city from Long Island because it's far away. I suppose I can't pick up people on the way home or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah so they right. don't. They don't at all. So it, it spoke levels definitely when you when you were, he was down to take me without even knowing me. You know, you know, so it was I a lot. I'm so happy we met, you know. Yeah. It was like a great conversation. Definitely, yeah. We want to come and uh, do jiu-jitsu here. class. Wanna oh, do, yeah, I definitely yeah, want to try a jiu-jitsu class, man. Yeah, no, yeah. it's your school now. Definitely. That'd be cool, son. Just come, whatever you want. Just, you know, text me. We'll do it. Because it's definitely an art, man. It's an art that you, that you got to learn, man. There's a science that you got to learn. What What do you guys usually teach here mostly? Like, jiu- but there's jiu-jitsu? like a, sorry, there's like a whole, you know, it's uh, it's hard, man. It's hard yeah. for me. It's hard for everybody. Yeah. It's like an older, it's harder. You have to be willing to do your part. And go through a lot of hell, you know. Yeah. You know, whatever movement that is brought when you're sparring, I would say the movement that you least want to do is when you have to do. Yeah. You know, that's wow. gonna make you healthier because wow. why do you least want to do it? Well, maybe your body is not moving that way. Maybe you haven't been exercising that muscle. Wow. And then maybe you haven't been eating right, you know. So like you train, then you find out what you want to eat instead of going to eat and finding out mm, I don't train so well. Why mm. why are why am I not feeling so good? You know, so it brings out these realities. And truths, it, uh, and also the, another reason why I was saying it's also a blessing meeting you too, because you also train like us. We have fights. Yeah, we, we do. We do a lot of YouTube fights. Like it's on YouTube, we have a lot of me and me and Slim were undefeated with with it. They call us what well, we call ourselves the the true beast from the Middle East. You know <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, the true I beast like it, I like it. from the Middle East. So e- even like training with like jujitsu, we feel like it would help us out a lot yeah, with yeah. conditioning. I, I, you know? I definitely want to learn just so maybe, maybe in the future we want to jump into MMA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We know how to choke somebody <laughs> out, you know what I mean? So so it's it's not just um uh it's not just with like you know Islam, Muslim and like advice, but it's also training too. I, I feel like training also oh and also you have a uh, I I've shown you some his cat striker the cat it has 6.3 million followers you on have, TikTok. Wait, your cat has 6.3 million followers? Yeah. I have a yeah. I have a, another cat now coming. Yeah. And he's a little baby. And so a, I want you to meet him and maybe you could like be part of his journey growing up. Oh, 100%. Oh, wow. Of course. I have I have video of him. I'll show you. No way. But, of course. Uh, yeah. He's uh I'll be Uncle Adam. Yeah. After, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uncle Adam. I'm not even look, I'm not his biological dad. <laughs> just, so, just so you know. But he's, well, that's what we do. We, I, 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 he's really cute. But he's scared of baby cats. I don't know if you can be scared I'm of I'm not scared of baby cats. <laughs> what do you say? I'm, I'm not scared of baby cats. <laughs> yeah, that's oh my one. god. Wow. Yo, some his cats look like like cheetahs and lions they and tigers. Do. Yeah, do. like it's Dubai, man. Like the you know the servals, right? The servals. You know, a cheetah has stripes and the wow. Yeah. <laughs> he has two cats. He has two cats. Yeah, I have two. Yeah, I have two yeah. kittens. Brooklyn so Cal. Oh, cool. I love that. Brooklyn and Cali. Uh, <laughs> he's from Brooklyn. His wife you know, is from California. Cheetahs have wow. spots, right? And tigers have the lines of stripes. But these guys, the only cats that have both. Oh, that's so a cute I think they cat, should be man. very proud. Yo, that's a cute kid. Wow. Oh my god. Yo, we would love to Well, we you know he's gonna yeah. be here soon. We gotta still give him the bottle. Oh, of course. Of course. But I would love to be Uncle Adam, you know. <laughs> You'll definitely be Uncle Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's amazing. I seen what kind of cat what specific name of it? Like it's it like a serval cat. Oh, it's a serval. Oh, and, and they only can eat specific kind of stuff or something. Well, they have to, you know, they have to have special nutrients. And it's a whole thing because like if you take them, let's say they have surgery with a different with a regular vet. Yeah. They would die if anesthesia used for regular cats like Brooklyn, let's say, right? Yeah. yeah. So they have special requirements and the same thing with the nourishment. So they'll eat raw chicken, but you also need to put some like organic 
It's like a dust they sell. Wow. It has bones and organs and whatever inside. And they need that. They need to sort of feel like they're hunting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I've seen some of the videos. It just goes, it just grabs yeah. it. So, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yo, is that <laughs> I would like, love to see that. Is, is that food that we we can eat too? That's food that we you eat. You want to eat dead, raw, headless chicken? Yeah. Nah, I want <laughs> not raw. Oh, oh, okay, not, not raw. We can't eat raw. We got to cook it, it though. Raw. Oh, but they like it raw, yeah. yeah. Like sometimes them. you know, I just do cook it, and I'll have some for me, some for him. But you oh, know, that's wow. that's goals right there. That's goals. Uh, you know, he's selling the bottle, and uh, <laughs> you guys are gonna love it. I wish he was here now. Oh no, man, definitely. I, I'm, I, I love you know, kids, they, man. They I love cats. Let me just say, this is like people don't know this, but I have a heart condition, you yeah. know, a really bad one. Yeah, and it's called HOC. It's some crazy long term that I can't pronounce. Yeah. Or I don't, and I don't know. Yeah. But these cats, and they have the best hearing. Like anywhere, much more than a dog, even. Right? They yeah. hear everything. Yeah. And so, what we're doing now, this is what I'm experimenting with, is I have dog trainers working with this cat to teach him to be a service animal. So that wow. if I have a friend who has epilepsy, yeah. right? And when she starts to, feel, when she, she doesn't feel anything, but when she's starting to have a seizure, her dogs know. Wow. They sense something. I guess they wow. hear the changes in her neurochemistry or something. They wow. hear changes. Wow that are physiological that we don't right yeah and so one goes and gets a manager she's at a hotel it gets help what the, and the other one sits on top of her and she had a seizure today and they did their jobs and you know she's fine because of them it's amazing wow there's always one that knows where to go so you know with that in mind it's like the same thing but the cervical cat they can hear like the thing in my heart is very hard to hear yeah right but they can hear it and be trained to react in a certain way so wow. you know he would let me know that something serious is happening yeah. and that could very well save my life. Wow. That's amazing. You know? That's amazing. SubhanAllah, man. Like, yeah. Own, like, a cat. A cat's was, even though some, sometimes, like, a while ago, I was looking at a cat and it was kind of weird. I was looking at a cat. I was like, imagine being a cat, man. I just feel so bad. Like, <laughs> I was looking at that. Like, they just sit there in the same spot. Like, like but they're so innocent. You know, that's why they're so, like, that's why the prophet had a, had a cat. And I remember right, you told right. me that not in the car. Not a dog, though, but yeah. Yeah, not a dog. He had a cat. The prophet and had he, a cat. He loved his cat. He yeah. Him so well. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and uh, 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 what is that Drake line? Habibi, hey. And uh, Anna, Anna Magnoon. Magnoon. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Anna, Akid, Anthi, Anna, Ahla. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Drake Drake did a song and he like he dropped the verse in Arabic. He dropped the verse and in like Arabic. the whole oh, world went crazy. Habibi, nice. please. And a kid inti wala. He's smart. He's smart. He's smart. <laughs> sounds like a rap song. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. So like like what what what's new? Like what's what you been up to? Like with this whole quarantine stuff. What you been doing? The quarantine with the whole it's been, you know yeah. hard on everybody, but you know it's been obviously hard for the business because yeah. they closed down martial arts schools with the restaurants. And people think that we're listed as gyms, but we're not. And so there's all sorts of, you know, minutiae that's come up. And So what is it know, listed as instead of like listed gyms? as, you know, martial arts school. Oh, martial arts school. Then there are places like ballet or Irish step dancing, wow. whatever, and everyone's separate. So the thing is, our problem is that now, first of all, you can't, how do you do jiu-jitsu without touching each other? Of yeah. course. I mean, wow, yeah. it's, you can't. there's no way. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to body slam somebody. Yeah, how do you do that on Zoom? <laughs> I'm on yeah, top. Yeah, video game. <laughs> Don't look at me when you say something. <laughs> so you know, it's been hard to, you know, I had to get very creative, you know, and I started yeah. driving Uber and Lyft. I did it before, but a lot more. Yeah. But you know, thank God, there's been you know, there's been people coming. I met a couple, and it was funny. They started coming down to train, and it helped them apparently to you know break their addiction yeah uh, but 
then they went to the back to the group therapy and they passed the word that it had helped them. And so now I have all these couples that were heavily addicted to opioids, to, to even heroin, yeah. um, that took those, you know, next steps and, yeah. and alcohol. And so this seems to help them stay off if they do their part. Wow, the problem is for a woman, and I don't know why, but if it's a woman, you know, you train hard here, you know, if, and when a woman trains hard after having been addicted, then they go into this bipolar wow. cycle where wow. they go really far down. Wow. And wow. usually the guys call me like, I can't take this, you know, I can't wow. do it. You know, should I bring her or not? I'm like, yeah, yeah just, you could, and I've called a few neurologists and they say in three months, the woman should be better. You know, but wow. it's, it's easily said, you know, we're talking about an extreme, deep, deep, deep sort of almost violent depression. But yeah. if they keep coming and some have, yeah. then they go back to being perfectly normal. Wow. Yeah, I, that's better. good, though. I mean, like if you have an addiction and like you, you if you I feel like, yeah, it's just is a good way for like to get rid of that addiction, I guess. So you just got to have your mind focus on something, have goals. Yeah, but it's scary yeah. sometimes. A female will, have, will go through like. Bipolar, like symptoms. that's crazy. That's, stuff. that's, 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 that's what happens because it, it gets it's like detox. It's kind of like a detox, Absolutely. and it's withdrawals, maybe like big time withdrawals. Because my dad, he smokes a lot of cigarettes, a lot of cigarettes, a lot, man. Since he was like thirteen, and now he's turning seventy-one. Has he slowed down, or is he still? He has, he's slowed down a little bit, just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I always tell him. He never, he never <laughs> listens. He just, he, he says, this is no one even knows about this. Like he, he says, he see, he sees very, like the vision is blurry. Unless he smokes a cigarette and gets the nicotine in him, then he can see clear. That's he needs crazy. it to see. He needs it to like. His function. vision gets blurry. Is that what you just said? Yes, he said his vision gets blurry if he can't if Yo. he doesn't smoke. So he needs to for, for him in order to yeah. see he needs to smoke. That's a cigarette. Crazy. That's, that's why. That's yeah, really like the nicotine or it's some sort of a psychological. Maybe like a psychological it's a nicotine problem from not having it. Yes. Yeah, psychological. Th that's as well, yeah, yeah. smart. Yeah, hundred percent. I was thinking Definitely. the same thing, and then he's just so addicted to it. And then when he went to the hospital. And he was going. He was just going crazy. They had to. They had to lock him up. No one even know, knows about this. Huh? Wow. They had to lock my dad up because he just wanted to take a cigarette break. But they were telling him that like, you're gonna die if you smoke a cigarette right now. Wow. So they had to tie him up to the point, and then they gave him like these painkillers, and and then he took the asthma thingy. You know the asthma has smoke. Yeah, the inhaler. Yeah. He, he started pretending that's a cigarette. That's how oh, much man. he like. He yeah. started pretending that's wow, a cigarette. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like that. It, it could be real serious, man. Like especially like like someone like your dad, like who's been doing it since he was 11 years old. 13, 13. 13? How old is he now? Like 70 turning 71. Oh, that's wow. like that's like 50, 70 years. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it, it just scares me because the when he left the hospital, and, and you're right, as you said, like, you know, with Muslims, like my dad, everywhere, like all the Muslims were visiting my dad. And then it was so sad because he was at a nursery home. It was so sad because all the other parents and the old ladies, it was someone who was like 103. None of her kids are there. Like none of her uh, grand none, she was like, they had been left there 20 years ago. Yeah. I was like, wow, like, you know, and that's why, as, as when you said the brotherhood of, of you know Muslims and everything, mm -hmm. they come visit you, you know, pe more people from yeah. people from Mississippi, my family, they're coming to visit, you know, right, right. so it just meant a lot. That's and I would see all the other like, the the grandparents, I feel so bad, like I feel so bad. Yeah. They have to like, poop on they're pooping on themselves. The nurses are like, right. they don't care about them, and, and right, yeah. I was with my dad throughout the night, you know, throughout the, I, I don't trust no nurse. I don't trust yeah. no nurse. I don't yeah. trust, yeah. I don't trust nobody. You but know, there's, there, there was videos once, I think it was in Michigan, it was like a, a nursing home in Michigan where the woman, she, 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 she used to beat the crap out of like one of the Arab guys there. Like he was getting, beating, wow. like, she would slam him on the ground, like throw him off the bed yeah. and he would just be on the ground and like someone else was just wow, finding I think I've seen like, it. Like, it's just great. Like, you can't you know, trust it's, nursing homes. Yeah, because they, know, get, they oh, get angry, they get yeah. really rude and they just start yeah. like, you know, yeah. Exactly, That's wild. and they don't know how to deal with like people yeah. that they are not their loved ones, you know. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's different. Like, I, 
from, from my, when my parents get old, I'm be I'm be the one taking care of, of course, them. Honestly, can you imagine you know? all, like living like that? Like you know, your family's not there, and let's say you're not a Muslim, or, yeah. and you're just alone, and you're gonna die with someone who you just met that just you know changes your urinal. I mean, wow, that's crazy to think wow, about. Yeah, that just opens yo. I was imagining the same thing. The guy was the guy. There was a lady. that was old, 90, 100 years old. Yeah. They're like they don't even know where's like you know. They're like my daughter came like three years ago. I don't know where she is right now. I, I started feeling. Bad. I started talking with them just so they feel like I give them some acknowledgement. You know, yeah. like there was just one story my brother in law told me. He used to work at like a like a funeral home, like where they wash dead bodies, right? Yeah. And um, he basically he would wash his dead bodies and uh, he would go to the funeral and, and bury it. They'd make it like, they'll make a dua and then they'll bury the dead body. This, he told me this one kind of, he told me this one story that kind of gave me goosebumps. Like he said he, it was a seven year old man, He's seven years old, he cleaned, his, he cleaned his body and everything and nobody came. Nobody wow. came to the funeral. Nobody. He was, nobody. Imagine, like, imagine, he's, he said, this is my brother told me, he's like, this guy's like over seven years old. Imagine the amount of people that was in his life that he knew. And wow. nobody, nobody came. Like, wow. And he, he's one of, he did, he, he's one of the burial. My brother-in-law, he, he drove him all the way to Jersey and he buried him. It's wow. like, it's just, so it was just like, it gave me goosebumps hearing that. I was like, wow. Like, you know, like end of the day, like in this life, man, like we're only here. Like, it's like, it's, it's just ourselves, man. Honestly, you know? It's, it's, it's kind of it's a little chill. It's a little chill. Yeah. It's kind of sad though. It's it's really sad, you know. It is, and uh, <clears throat> you know, but the end. It's also an affirmation of life. You know, we know yeah. the time here is our time here is very limited. Yeah. You know, so let's make the most of it because there is so much beauty here. You know, there's so yeah. much. There's so much that we can do. But to die like that, you know, I do. You think that you guys think that it's part of a, a son's responsibility to help a parent die. What do you mean, like help like, them like die? To help them die, yeah. To help them to make wow, the like, transition so that you know they're at peace, that they're calm, that they're not in pain. You know, I know it's a yeah. terrible thing to talk about. Yeah. But do you see that as part of like? No, I, I see. Uh, for us, like as uh, as uh, Yemenis, we, our parents. I'm not like, it very well, but you know what I mean. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like pa our parents, like always come. Like they, we always take care of our parents. You know, no matter what. Like when they get older, they they stay with us. You know, like as the, they stay with the older the oldest men. Right. You know, like the parents and. Uh, that's what we do. Like my grandma right now, she 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 gets taken care of by all my uncles. You know, all my uncles they take care of her. She, they go from house to house, and oh, then they nice, try. Nice. You know, like so. Like it, it, it's important for us, like to take care of like like our older generation. You think that she would say that it's important to be born in your house and to die in your house, not in the hospital. To be born in your house and to die there, not necessarily the same house. I mean, to be in your home but, when you're born and when you die. That it's like a a family. Your family is. Yeah, in some way enriching you, if you can use that word. You know, you're, but, you're not in some sterilized environment. Where everything is white with strangers in rows. And yeah, that's what it's like. We we don't want to go to the level where it goes to like you know like nursery homes and stuff. I feel like it should be in, within the family, the family's responsibility. Yeah. Like, do, do you agree though? Like, but, the, what do you mean by like? What do you mean by like um like help them die? Like, like help them die peacefully, not like in a like because you know that everyone yeah, is I mean, gonna like, like you know if you imagine like you're really sick you're in the hospital. You want to be in a robe with your ass sticking out, walking around. I mean, it's like humiliating yeah. the whole thing. It's, yeah. You know, it's a very sterilized feeling. It, it, it's a cult. There's a book by Michel Foucault. Yeah. And, and he he was this brilliant guy who, like, he really would, he would do history unlike anyone else. He would take something like, say, punishment, and he would look through the history of it. And for example, if you were to steal, you would have your hand cut off. Going back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. If you were to rape somebody, chop, right? Yeah. And if you were to kill somebody. Yeah. All right. But today everyone's punished with the same thing with, with time. Yeah. You know, so, you know, he would go back and, and look 
at he would break down these histories in a way that was really really interesting and it included a lot of things like this you know he went back and just looked at the conditions in hospitals going way back in time and how like the sterilized white room was something that didn't need to be in, in nursing homes. There's no real reason for that. That's something mm. that maybe is important for someone who has an infectious disease mm. or, or something of that nature, but there's a sort of a, something that's overly, I'm not like, you know, like I can't think of the word. It's like not the opposite of septic, whatever that is, yeah. you know, the room so immaculately perfectly clean and the nursery you don't really know and yeah, you know, yeah. the urine on your bed and the smells and the food is disgusting as opposed to being home in your favorite chair and the cats in front of the fireplace wow, you know, and see. your kids are there and you know that they're going to continue on wow and, yes you know, I they, yeah, they, they understand what... islam but they've had their education i mean to me it, again it's just my opinion but wow, it's no, like no, that's, that's so true and, that's so true Definitely, like I'd rather help yeah. them, you know, to, yeah. to, to bring them home. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather them. Yeah, I'd rather them. Like, I, I'd, honestly, I'd rather my dad, my parents, pass away like in, in my house. You, you know, like yeah. at there instead of being like somewhere, you know, random. You know, somewhere random. Of course, so, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's not discussed much, but maybe it should be. Yeah. yeah, you know, just at least understood because imagine it's you. Imagine like you know you're in some just I keep saying sterilized. To me, that's a yeah, it's a terrible feeling. Yeah, to, I don't know to just be lying in the you know the white bed with the white sheets with the woman that's coming by with the white yeah. thing, and then her supervisor comes by to do a, a survey and how well she did. Meanwhile, it's your it's your dad. Yeah, you know, yeah. Has. They're trying to help it like they're trying to help him. Uh, they're trying to help him live this and that. Yeah, blah, but how's blah. it going to help him to really live? Yes, and to be the man of course. That he is in his of course. Home, you know? Yeah, no, that's so true. And e even like, even like in the, where we're from in Yemen, the Qariya, like that's how that's. The way they die, they don't go to hospital and service and that. You stay home, you was born there, you're going to die right, right there. Right, you know? Right. There's something really beautiful about that. That's how it is. Straight that, up, so, yeah. yeah. And there's something beautiful about it, too. You're right. Yeah. It's you're right. also like, don't you find it less scary? Just, you know, you're at home. Just where yes. you would be if you're watching a Muppet show. Yes, you know? yes. No, no. I, honestly, that's that's a very different and very unique way to to, to look through it. And that's right. I, I feel like that's that's actually the right way because even in, even in, even in Yemen, you know, they don't have, people don't have these hospitals, uh, money, right, right. insurance, this and that. So just being at home, dying at peace is, is, is yeah. I, I would, I'd rather have my parents, I'd rather have myself too, die right, at home, right. die at peace, than randomly getting a phone call while yeah. I'm out somewhere. Exactly. Like, and man, yeah. you, know, you may get some medication wrong or something. Who cares? Yeah. You know, yeah. As long as the person is comfortable and happy. And I think, you know, were it me with my children, I yeah. don't have any, but wow. you know, if you know my cat was there, yeah, you know, yeah, no. I'm talking about the feeling of home. You know, things yeah. that make me feel at home, but you know, not the same. But um, children, you're, you know, the actual, as silly as it sounds, you know, your couch, your bed, your TV at the distance you like with your wife, you know, that's your home. You can't replace that in yeah. the hospital. And you yeah. can never ask somebody either. You can't say to any woman in the hospital, maybe your grandma or whoever that. You want her to go to a nursing home, and you can't ask someone to have less freedom and be happy about it. Yeah, you yeah. know, you need to go to a nursing home. Well, there's no way she's gonna be happy about it. Yeah, there's of no way she's gonna be happy there. My dad will go crazy happens. whenever right. he wants to go to a nursing home. He will, he will scream. He will say, "Get the fuck out of here! I ain't going right. there." He will scream. No, I don't. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah. My dad would rather be home right. than go to the doctor's. My dad is always like, "His doctor's bullshitting. His doctor <laughs> yeah. this and that." Imagine what but, they're asking like, him to do. You know, you're asking to yeah. go from here. You know. To your home to this this place and yeah. in between the two there's a whole gape there's a whole yeah. gaping chasm of you know beliefs and cultures and values and and feelings yeah. and it's a journey it's a it's a maybe it's just too far from to go i think it's too far for anyone to go mm -hmm. you know and, and, and at, why should they just... at, the, at the same time it's like even even like my mom my, my dad they're, they're already 
they always, I always hear them like uh, they're telling me uh, when I die. They keep saying when they die, when they like they're already ready to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're already ready to die. It's just crazy. Like they're not like they're not saying like, hey Adam, help me live for another ten. Like, you know, they're not saying they're like, yeah, I'm ready. They know that like. Yeah, I, I mean, any, just because of the old doesn't mean that they, they could die. Like, you could die. Anybody could die. Like, look, yeah, at, the accident, could, look at the accident we had no, today, bro. Like, yeah, of course. The, 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 we had in the car accident the, today. Oh, yeah. my God. That was the scariest thing, bro. Like, well, like, it, it could have been worse. Yeah, no, you're it right. But worse, with man. them, is that they're home. They're not in no accident. They know that they're home. They're just staying in the room, and they're just home. You know, the only way that then if someone comes in and shoots them or something, you know? Yeah. But they're just saying, like, they know that they're already old and that they're ready to die, and they want me, like, Adam, get married. You know, we're going to die soon. Get married, get they the want kid, to see your kids. Like, come on. In Yemen culture, no. they, they, they want us. In Yemen culture, basically, they want us to marry young so we can have kids young so they could be grandparents. So, like, I don't know, it's like a Yemen dream thing. And they kind of make us rush marriage. That's not kind of nice, though. You know, I can understand <laughs> what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, too, but I can see their perspective. You know? Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I, I see, I, I understand their perspective, too, because, you know, in, in one of our podcast episodes, like two weeks ago, uh, Dawa Man, Dawa, he shot a Dawa Man. He said, um, uh, if you're. If you're going to be in a haram relationship, you know, like boyfriend, girlfriend, and, you know, you're doing it to please her and you're not pleasing Allah, you know, Allah will punish you for that because you're pleasing, why are you pleasing right. her and you're not pleasing Allah? But if you, if you be a man, you know, and, and I don't know, get married and, and you please Allah and just to not, you know, please her, then Allah will reward you for that. Yeah. And yeah. you're pleasing yourself more anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. exactly. Yes. Like the, the lore of the forbidden, you know, you tell something, you tell someone something is not allowed, they love it. You tell kids in school, you know, don't do, don't drink, don't smoke weed, don't do whatever. They're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the law of what's forbidden. Somehow it calls out to them in a way that, you know, get out of your system, Yeah, you know, which is good. It makes you want to do it. It makes you can't it. just not do everything. People are going to fall for these things, you know, but it's better to take, you know, learn the lesson and, and move on. Do you think that it's a hard question? Yeah, no. Nah, you think that like, yeah, nah. it, it's a, you always come with it. It's crazy. That it's a, a, a terrible thing for a Muslim to fear death. You fear death. No, I don't fear death. No, I, I'm a little scared. Honestly. Did you hope your accident was a little? No, worse? I, I don't yeah, fear I, death. I, I just only thing I fear is what happens mm-hmm. after. I don't, I'm not fear. I don't fear. Bro, death I, I fear death, bro. Come on, man, don't play. But like that's what I'm saying. We just got to be prepared so the day no, no, it happens. But if we're good Muslims and we believe, like, yeah. yet we are afraid. I mean, I'm afraid of losing my parents. I'm afraid of losing yeah. people that are close to me. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I don't want to die yet. I, I, I'm afraid of it. Yeah. And yet I believe that there. You know, I know that there is something. But I, I don't think yeah, I, I don't think you should feel that way. I don't because if if you fear death, then I feel like that every day you're gonna be like oh like just fearing. I think to me I just fear what, I what happens it. after. Yeah. Like after you like after you're gone like then like then what? Yeah, so you know? You wake up and there's like blue flames there. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> the, devil, the devil's like Jeff, yo homie, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, that'll be, you know, <laughs> I'll be like, yo, not this. Nah, man, bro. You got, I, what I, are you like, yo? The devil's like. I think you went a little too far, you know. And he's a devil, like, well. But I, I think it's normal to fear death, though. Chill out, like, it, it, no, no, no. It's cool. It's, it's, it, it, it is normal to fear death, though. Like, you know, what I'm saying it is like, normal to fear that, death. That, that that fear of like dying is what keeps you like. I'm trying to make you a better Muslim and a better person. Honestly, that, well, you're that, right. that, that, that is for me. Because yeah, I, so I think about it, I'm like, damn. And then I make sure I go pray. You know what I'm so saying? I make, I make sure like, you know, you know, sometimes you, like people like want to miss out on prayer. You know, it's, it's just like that. You had that thought. I'm like, yo, I can't miss this prayer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. That's so true. Yeah. And yeah, then even if you like, you know, if you have come, your conviction is complete. You know, you unequivocally believe that there is an afterlife. Still, our time here in this physical world is still, you know, we're just, it's fleeting. We're just passing through. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like it's imagine crazy. Imagine all yeah. of eternity is based on our behavior in this little tiny speck of time. Wow, wow. You know, imagine how long we're gonna be dead for, like, you know, mm-hmm. infinitely. Wow. You know, and it's all 
that determination is based on this little tiny speck of time. Like this 60, this 60, 70 years of life is nothing. 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 But you know, it's like, so crazy. Part, like, years we're dead, you know. You, you know, there's like, there's like, some scientists are like, like speculating that like there's other life outside of like Earth, you know, like the, the galaxy is huge. Yeah. yeah. It's so big. We're so, we're like a dot. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like it, yeah, it's yeah. so big. Imagine like, the amount of light, like we don't know nothing. Like God created everything, man. This yeah. whole universe, it's just so genius. You know what I'm There's saying? A place like the design. Well, I think there may be life. Trappist? Trappist. What's that? It's a galaxy. We out? Where, <laughs> where, where the conditions are, are right. That I believe there's water, yeah. and that it could sustain human life. Wow. Or, or life. That wow. Like that's like that's crazy, life. bro. Like, Where'd you go there? Yo, we have we tra trapping and trappist. <laughs> that's a new rap song coming out. <laughs> that sounds good. I like that. <laughs> nah, but um, uh, nah, seriously, it's been it's been an amazing amazing time talking with you. I'm I wanna I wanna tell you something before we wrap it up. Or anything? So a few weeks ago, um, a friend of ours, uh, his name is Dawa Man. I told you about it before. He he surprised me and Slim, especially Slim, because he's never been to Umrah to Saudi Arabia. He's and we're gonna go there in, in a few months, like 2021. So nice. I, I'm telling you right now, from from me and Slim. And I know for sure Dowman can do this because it's a guy, it's a guy trip, you know, wow. it's a guy trip. And there's a lot of people, a lot of converts and stuff who come and go into Umrah. So and he'll sort out the you know the hotel, the flight, everything, the ticket. So if, if that's cool with you, would you be would you like are you down to be coming with us to, to Umrah and to Saudi Arabia? Wait, say that again. So Umrah, again. like we want to bring you with us to Saudi Arabia to do Umrah. Seriously? Yes, with us, yeah. Oh, brother, I mean, like, yes, yes. the greatest honor of my life. You no, seriously, yeah. 100%. Oh, we want to, yes, oh, my, my brother. Yes. Seriously, <laughs> honestly, yeah, no. Oh, my God. We, we want to yeah. have the experience. It's his first time, too. <laughs> oh, seriously, yeah. Oh, I, I shut up. I mean, oh, man, no. that would be, like, the coolest thing ever. No, seriously, yeah. we no, really. seriously, that would be the greatest. We, we, have, um, uh, we have our friend Dao, man. He's, he's the one that's going to help us out. His name is Emran. Oh, he's from the UK. He's never been there. I've been there three times. And I still want to go do it and, like, write this time. And I feel like going... With you guys, we're, we're the ones that get me from America. The rest are getting me from the UK. So it'll be oh, a cool. Man, it'll be a cool. the nicest thing that's ever happened in my life. Nah, that's amazing. Seriously, I, I can't wait till we all go together. Yeah, I'm excited to. It's my, it's yeah. my first time. It's different going. when you go in person. This quite, hasn't quite sunk in with me yet. Yeah, but. now we want you to, all of us, me, him, Imran, you. Um, uh, we don't know when. We don't know when yet, but it's definitely going to be like beginning of 2021 oh, be the best thing of my life yeah oh, thank you so much i don't have the words to thank nah, you. nah don't 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 thank any don't thank any of us thank allah this is what that man said thank allah because he's the one that wants you to go there you know yeah. he's the one that wants you to go there there's some some muslims out there that are not there because they're just lost they're just lost you know the fact that god wants us there at his home that means something that this means is, something it, it's such a beautiful thing what you just did and this is the kind of thing that like the muslim community does for each other and yet people think Allah Akbar is a bad thing to say. Yeah. Wow, you know? wow, yeah, nah. So yeah. true, so true. Wow. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I can't thank you guys enough, man. It's, it's gonna be nah, fun, thank you, honestly. Thank you, seriously. It's gonna be fun. My yeah. pleasure. It's yeah. gonna be oh, fun my, too. Oh, it's oh, a really heart. like I, as I said, I went there three times, and each time that I go, it, it's just like the, when you see it, yo, I'm telling you, when you see it, I'm, this is before, like when you go, there's gonna be a video after of like how you guys feel like during and after. But when you go, oh my like. Mashallah, is beautiful. But you can see it like from far away. You see it like there, like oh, it's right there, and it's just like so much light, and so much people. It's just, it's just, it's just a beautiful feeling that I can't even explain. I can't even explain this feeling. Honestly, it's been a nice, genuine conversation with our brother Jeff, man. Honestly, like it's my first time meeting you, and 
hearing your whole story and everything you've been saying it's been it's been it's been real man it's been it's a real been wonderful for me i really appreciate you guys coming here you're always welcome come bring your friends um oh wow we have someone i consider the best fighter in the world coming here in jiu-jitsu his name is paolo meow and he's won pretty much everything you could think of um he'll be here on the 12th of september so wow. next saturday oh wow and it's very limited space so if you're interested in in attending then shoot me a text so he's gonna be fight. he's gonna be fighting well he's gonna be teaching a seminar, oh, teaching so a seminar. Oh, wow. everybody i'm sure nice nice um, amazing i don't think he'll find many really challenging fights I mean, this guy's wow. amazing okay okay but yeah. you know we have some really great people that'll be there and how can they come here if they want to they want to come september 12th they can um yeah. really the best way is just to text me Text you. Should I give the number out, you think? Yeah. Um, uh, if you get your number out, you're going to get texted by a lot of people. Yeah, people actually watch <laughs> this? Yeah. All right. So you're going to get a gazillion. What, what can they? <laughs> um, uh, not just people that are. Just y'all out email? the window. Y'all check. Um, yeah. An email. email. Yeah, we'll put the email here. Guys, All we'll right. put the email here. And also, huge shout out to um, uh, Genesis Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If you guys are around Long Island, if you guys are around New York, Brooklyn, and you guys want to learn and want to you know, go to school for this and learn the art, Come through here. I'm telling you or guys. If you want to just yeah. come and hang out, come with these guys. You know, hey. Right? No no, no, people that don't know us. If you're, you're a Muslim person and you want to come and just hang out, you know, there's a beautiful mosque. We can go there and hang out and have some food and everything, My brother. you know. Nice. You're nice, welcome. nice. Everybody's welcome. Hey, we, we, we definitely, definitely, definitely come here for a class, though. For, yeah, uh, and for sure. also, yeah, sh show your love, show your support uh, to Jeff. Um, definitely. Um, you guys will see us here. This is not. We're not just here just for the podcast. We're gonna we want to come here again to train. Anytime. You know, to train Anytime and to, to hang out and to, you know, just to have fun and just just talk. You know, and definitely yeah, no, inshallah soon. School now, man. Too. Just I'll give you a key. Come whenever you want. No, nah, oh. I didn't say you. I didn't say. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna make a copy <laughs> on a low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you said friends, someone's like, oh, oh, he's gonna bring in eight guys. They all come through. Hey, I'll pull up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's some. Um, Honestly, Jeff, thank you, know, you so much. Go way back to Uber, right? so. <laughs> thank you. No, no, thank you. No, honestly, no, my pleasure. Thank from the bottom you. of my heart, thank honestly, you. thank you so oh, much man. for and having a pure for, heart. For the wonderful gift of a inshallah, lifetime. Inshallah, inshallah. Now we're, we're gonna see each other soon, all of us. Inshallah, so we're yeah, gonna see inshallah. each other hanging out soon, and we'll keep each other yeah, updated till till that day comes. Inshallah. Hey, my brother. Thank you. Nice, my brother. That's like the nicest thing that's ever happened.